It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From an undisclosed location, 10 floors up somewhere in Oklahoma City, I am your gracious and humble host, Derek G, and welcome to the Locked On Thunder podcast for August the 2nd. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day, and we are chock full of goodies on this episode of LOT. First and foremost, October the 16th, put that date in your smartphone, write it on a calendar, etch it in stone, stamp it on your kid's forehead, whatever you have to do, because it looks like that might be the opening night for the Oklahoma City Thunder season. They could be opening up on national television for, I think it's what, like the third or fourth year in a row? They've been doing this for a while now. Maybe they did. I don't think they opened up on national television the year that Kevin Durant left, but I can think of a few times that they've done this. But it could happen again, and they will be playing, if what Yahoo says is true, the Golden State Warriors. And that will lead into us talking about how Kevin Durant and Oklahoma City are attached at the hip. But Kevin Durant doesn't want to be attached at the hip with Oklahoma City. At least he doesn't act like he wants to be attached at the hip with Oklahoma City. So what does all that mean for him? Also, the Thunder are rounding out their coaching staff. We'll talk about that in segment number one. And a former member of the Thunder coaching staff could be in line to get his first head coaching job. There's your first segment, your second segment in the Locked on Thunder podcast today. Steven Adams in his new book goes after Reggie Jackson. Why I like this, and I like it a lot. Also, what does it say to Dennis Schroeder as he's getting ready to come into the fold here in Oklahoma City? Plus, there are a few rules that I have. They're hard and fast rules that if you're going to write a book and you're going to attack someone's character or you're going to be critical of them, did Steven Adams follow those rules? How close would you get to following those rules if you wrote a book? That's segment two. And then in segment three, we'll wrap things up today talking about a very weird and strange topic. No, it's it's not as freaky as ghost sex, but if you're a millennial, this probably doesn't bother you. If you're Generation X and older, it's still something that's hard to wrap your mind around, and that is at some point in your life, you're going to be the victim of somebody wanting to post something about you on social media. You you almost, we as a society have no right to privacy anymore. We gave that up. What does that have to do with the NBA? Well, it applies to J.R. Smith. 
And that's for segment number three. My name's Eric G. I'm the host of the Locked on Thunder podcast. I did radio in Oklahoma City for a while and will soon be doing radio in Oklahoma City again. We'll explain more about that as the days go on. We will also announce tomorrow what the other podcast I will be hosting for the Locked On Sports Network is. And one guy's already guessed it at G-E-E-H-S-O. He actually guessed it a few weeks ago, but I had to play cat and mouse with him. And as a result, he's earned a beer with me if, in fact, he wants to take me up on that. And if you'd like a beer with me and want to guess before tomorrow... Tweet me at G-E-E-H-S-O and tell me what you think the new podcast is going to be about. As far as my Thunder credentials go, I hosted a lot of Thunder Post games. I've covered the team for five years, and I'm still currently covering the team. And I've enjoyed every single second of that. And you can see the handiwork at LockedOnThunder.com. Not just podcasts, but video of players and coaches and front office types as well. Segment number one now of the Locked on Thunder podcast. And I really need to get like that sexy girl voice or that big voice guy to introduce segment one. Ah, that's going to drive me crazy. I've got the capabilities to do it now. I just need to have somebody voice it. Okay, Kevin Durant and the Golden State Warriors could be opening up the season in Oklahoma City. Of course, Oklahoma City could actually be opening up in Oakland as well. According to Yahoo and a couple of other sites I saw... TNT is weighing the option of having October 16th be the opening night of the NBA, first game 76ers Celtics, very tasty, and then you've got the Golden State Warriors and the Oklahoma City Thunder, where there's always going to be intrigue with that matchup because Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, now you have Paul George, and the Thunder have made all these moves to be competitive with Golden State. But for Kevin Durant, If he is ever going to find any solace in his life, it seems that he needs to make a clean breakup with Oklahoma City, but can't seem to do that. During an episode of, what what is the name of it? It's not Speak for Yourself. It's another one of those on Fox. This one had Doug Gottlieb and Chris Broussard, and I know that they were filling in. It's the one with Nick Wright and um, Chris Carter. Cannot remember the name of it, but guys... It's a pretty good show from what I what I what little I have seen of it. But Chris Broussard got a direct message from Kevin Durant, and Kevin Durant said, What you saw in Oklahoma City was not the real me. What you're seeing in Golden State is the real me. Well, what is the real you? Because in Golden State, you're still donating to charity like you did here in Oklahoma City. You're still playing basketball at a very high level, you're just, you just may be a little bit more outspoken. And when you're outspoken, it's always about your former team. There might be some other guys here and there that you wouldn't have said anything about. Kevin Durant goes on to say that he was trying to please everyone here in Oklahoma City and essentially what this boils down to. And sadly enough, I can identify with Kevin Durant on this is that he wants you to forget the playing days in Oklahoma City. He wants his career to be defined from the moment he left OKC to when he joined Golden State and beyond that. That's what Kevin Durant is saying. And I've been through this because there was a time I didn't want anyone to know I did radio in Albuquerque. I I don't know why I was embarrassed. Actually, I do know why I was embarrassed because it was a smaller market. 
And I wanted to work in a bigger market where, where sports mattered. And I thought fans were smarter than the ones that I was talking to. And I went through this whole thing when I first moved up to Oklahoma City, and it showed bad on me. And it wasn't until a few years into the gig here that I realized that those years in Albuquerque were very important and formed me in a lot of good ways. I made excellent friends, people that I still talk to to these days. It wasn't a bad area to live. It allowed me to cut my teeth and grow And they gave me the opportunity to make a ton of mistakes. And still, people there accepted me. But for some reason, I didn't want you to see that. I wanted to be like a lot of guys that I'd seen in radio that had gone from one market to the next and done it in a much shorter amount of time than I did, not realizing that, and if I'm being completely honest about this and being a Christian about it, is God had a plan. But I didn't want to accept that plan. And it feels like that's what Kevin Durant's going through. It also, I I will also tell you, as somebody that deals with anxiety and that overall need to have people like them, I would be completely shocked if Kevin Durant did not suffer from anxiety and depression. And if he's not getting treatment for it, he should. I'm just saying I would be shocked. I'm not a doctor. I'm strictly playing one on this podcast. But certainly all the symptoms are there. Because I went through it when I got here. I had to justify myself. I had to prove that I was something that in some respects maybe I wasn't, but that I deserve to be here just as much as everyone else. And you go on social media and you start getting into fights with people and it it just doesn't look good. You don't look good when you get into Twitter rants. You either look stupid, like I did most of the time, or you end up looking like an ass which is what Kevin Durant is looking like now, going after a fan in Oklahoma City who actually follows me on Twitter and I follow her and she posts some really good stuff, but Kevin Durant gives her clout. And what Kevin Durant has to do is realize that his time in Oklahoma City was not bad at all. It was great. He went to the finals. He established himself. He won an MVP. People, because of his time in OKC, and that short amount of time in Seattle, realized in a very short period that he was one of the best players to ever lace them up in the NBA. He was also embraced by fans, and people here loved him. And right now, that love may not being reciprocate or may not be being reciprocated by Kevin Durant, but at some point, he'll come to grips with it. When that is, your guess is as good as mine. And for now, he's still going to want to stick it to Oklahoma City when he gets the opportunity to play them. With more on this, we go to Chris Broussard. You know, there's a part of him, you know, that is religious. You know, he has ministers come visit him and hang out with him during the season. Then there's a big part of him that's doing things that don't match up with his faith. You know, he was engaged a few years ago. His fiance broke up with him. She said, well, he stopped living like a Christian, you know, and I've talked to him about that. He's he's conflicted in that regard with who he is in terms of that. And then on the court, I thought up to a few months ago that he's he's acting out of himself like the guy we saw in Oklahoma City was not, you know, cursing all the time, was not on the court being as aggressive, you know, in terms of arguing and maybe fighting with guys or getting, you know, technicals with referees and things like that. Durant texted me and said, you know, the guy you see now 
That's is the, the guy is the real me. The guy in Oklahoma City was the phony. I was just trying to please everybody and do, you know, what I thought everybody wanted me to do. The guy I am now in, in Golden State, that's the real me. So <laughs> I'm going to take him at his word. Um, but, you know, there's a part of Durant, too, that like when, when he went to Golden State, I was told by people close to him, that's the first decision he ever made strictly for himself. Not worrying about what other people think, not trying to do what you want me to do, right. doing what I want to do. Yeah. And I do think, I don't know, I don't, I'm not saying he's had therapy, but in talking with people and trying to find out who he is, my feeling, this is speculation, is that some of it is, look, just don't worry about what people say about you. Don't worry about what people think about you. Do what you want to do. And some of that, I think, he is, is like calling people out. And like, all right, this dude said this about me. I'm going to respond. I'm not going to worry about what it looks like and what I should do as an NBA superstar. I'm just going to do what I feel like doing. But if you're in Kevin Durant's shoes, you're always trying to please people. Even when you are wanting to be the bad guy and just do things for yourself, the reason you're doing that is because somebody has directed you to do that. And you're leaning on them. You're looking to them for that constant thumbs up, that constant approval of, am I doing this right? Because you're wired in such a way that you can't make it all fit together. Because pleasing yourself is not in your DNA it may be to some extent, but for the most part, you're always going to be trying to please someone else. And by doing that, you're saying, screw other people. He's a messed up guy. And I say that as somebody who has screwed up themselves. It's never going to be anything that Kevin Durant fully 100% can come to grips with. That's why, in a weird way, I'm sympathetic with him. Because I understand that. You're never going to have complete peace. And living with that on a day-to-day -day basis is not only tough, but at times it can grind you down to the point where you are physically and emotionally exhausted and, and you don't even want to come out of the house. I don't know if Kevin Durant has got to that point. I certainly have. And, and I honestly, I wish Kevin Durant peace. Whatever happens between now and the rest of his life, I hope he can get comfortable at some point, at least in some regard, in his own skin or some little bit. The Oklahoma City Thunder are rounding out their coaching staff and Bob Beyer, who has spent time with Stan Van Gundy and Bob Knight and been in Toronto for a couple of seasons and in Detroit. He has been hired to replace Adrian Griffin. Royce Young reported that. And Rex Klayman is going to get the opportunity to be a head coach real soon. And why do I say that? Well, he's been hired by the Los Angeles Clippers. He did get an interview with the Toronto Raptors. And because we've seen that Clippers coaching job constantly be on the hot seat, or at least we felt like Doc Rivers has constantly been on the hot seat, I get the feeling the whole reason Rex Klayman was hired is for when Doc Rivers is out, then he will get the opportunity to jump into that job with LAC. And if you want to know more on that, some guys that probably have a better grasp on it are the Locked On Clippers podcast, and you can get that at the Locked On Podcast Network. Coming up next, why I don't have an issue at all with Steven Adams calling out Reggie Jackson in his new biography and what that says to Dennis Schroeder, it's all right here on the Locked On Thunder podcast. 
Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. To get your daily fix of sports, just go to LockedOnSports.com and check out all our Locked On podcasts. It's local experts on the biggest stories every single day for the NBA, Major League Baseball, and the NFL, and coming soon, college sports, and I will even be hosting another Locked On podcast here in the coming weeks, so we'll tell you more about that on Friday. We will make the announcement, and if you can guess what I'm doing, I'll buy you a beer. If you live in the Oklahoma City area, all you have to do is tweet me, at G-E-E-H-S-O. Stephen Adams didn't mince words at all when he was talking about Reggie Jackson in his brand new biography. Adams goes into detail about the 14 games that Russell Westbrook was out and Reggie Jackson got the opportunity to start saying that he chose to take it himself instead of pass to Katie or Russ when he was in games and thought he could actually go up against one of the best point guards in the league, which of course Stephen Adams is referring to Russell Westbrook and said that uh, Stephen Adams says, quote, the Thunder said they went to work every day with someone who wanted to be somewhere else. And when he finally got traded to the Detroit Pistons, they didn't think about him all that much. It was just over. I don't have a problem at all with Stephen Adams doing this. In fact, I'm glad Stephen Adams did it. Not because he's ripping Reggie Jackson, but more importantly, It's sending a message to Dennis Schroeder, who has spent his entire career with the Atlanta Hawks. Now Schroeder comes into the mix. Reportedly, he has told the front office in Oklahoma City that he's more than willing to play the sixth man role. But if there's any sights or any idea that Dennis Schroeder has that he's going to start in Oklahoma City or he thinks he's better than what he actually is, read that book. And now you've got a full grasp of what you're coming into in Oklahoma City. And if you think you're any different than Reggie Jackson or the outcome will be any different than what Reggie Jackson's was, remember the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. You'll just be following in Reggie Jackson's footsteps. So if there's any thought in your head that it might not work out here in Oklahoma City, Instead of trying to tear the team apart, this is when you, as Dennis Schroeder, get to go to Sam Presti and say, hey, look, was reading Steven's book, talked to him, and I'm going to be a lot more comfortable with the ball in my hand than not having the ball in my hand, and I'm not all that comfortable coming off the bench, and I want my own team, I want to be a starter, I don't think this is going to work out, 
Let's try and work out a trade and see what you can get for me in return. But this is good. It, it gets it out there in the open so Dennis Schroeder or anyone else who comes to Oklahoma City can't really, you, you can't make the excuse that you're caught off guard by how this team acted if they don't feel like you mesh well with what their atmosphere is or what, what they're expecting from you. So I have no issue with this. The other reason I don't have any issue with this is that Steven Adams criticized a guy who's still alive to defend himself. And that's one of my biggest pet peeves is that when you write a book and you're going to be critical of someone, if they're not alive to defend themselves, I don't think we need to hear all the dirty laundry. If there's any dirty laundry about somebody that's going to be exposed, I want them to be alive to say, here's my side of things. Here's what really happened. And why this may, while this may sell a few books, at least get my side of the story so there's some balance to it. It sucks when someone's dead that there's a tell-all book that comes out and then they've got them and their family have really no recourse to come out and do something about it. It just, it's a tough situation for them and, and I have at least in my older age have gotten to be a lot more sympathetic for stars who go through that. My other hard and fast rule about a biography, especially if you do what Stephen Adams did, and I've not read Stephen Adams' biography, and I'm really hoping it's on audiobooks so we can play excerpts from it here on the Locked on Thunder podcast, is that if you're going to be willing to rip ex-teammates, then I think you need to be willing to rip current teammates. Is that good business? No, not really. Will it cause issues in the locker room? Absolutely, it will, but it's just fair. And isn't that what Fox News always tells us? Fair and balanced. It's what everyone shoots for. So if you're going to rip ex-teammates, I think you should also have to rip current ones because it's easy to rip ex-teammates. You only see them a couple of times a year in the NBA when it's a situation like Reggie Jackson. You may see Kevin Durant more than that, but you're not dealing with them on a day-to-day basis. So you can talk bad about anyone. You may run into them once or twice and it's a little uncomfortable, but for the most part, it has no impact on your day whatsoever. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. Coming up next, why we will all eventually be the victim of somebody's social media thread. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you like what you hear, please go to LockedOnThunder.com. We have more podcasts there. In fact, we've got every single podcast that's ever been produced by the Locked On Thunder hosts, previous, past, whatever you want to say, and me. And we've also got LockedOnSports.com, which covers Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, and soon college sports. And I will be hosting one of those podcasts here on the Locked On Network. 
Remember, if you can guess what it is, just tweet me at G-E-E-H-S-O and it's uh, worth a beer. But thank you very much for listening to Locked on Thunder and making it one of the most listened to NBA podcasts on the Locked on Podcasting Network. We're screwed. If you don't want to be the victim of somebody's social media fetish, I guess that's the right term. That's what I'm going to go with. If you don't want to be the victim of somebody's social media fetish, then you're just going to have to to stay indoors because eventually we're all going to be victims of it. We have given up the right to privacy as a society with the invention of Twitter, Facebook, heck, going back to MySpace, and I'm sure there were social networks before that. All of it has just, your right to privacy is gone. And remember, anything you put on the internet is there forever. Which is why this case with J.R. Smith is so interesting to me. Because J.R. Smith was hanging outside the park. It's a hot spot in Chelsea, which I think is an area of New York. Maybe it's Chelsea, England. I don't think it really matters where J.R. Smith was. But this guy wanted to take a picture of him. J.R. Smith said no. The guy decided to take the picture anyway. J.R. Smith grabbed the phone and allegedly threw it into a construction area. And now the guy is suing because his $800 phone was damaged. And police are possibly going to charge J.R. Smith with assault. All this allegedly. And rule of thumb is, is that when you are a famous person, you're an athlete, you're a singer, you're an actor, an actress, you do anything broadcasting wise, the people are just going to take pictures of you whenever you're, you're out and you just got to live with it because you, by being famous and putting yourself out there, have given up your right to privacy. Well, it goes deeper than that now because you could be sitting in a restaurant. Heck, you could be getting dressed in your gym or undressed in your gym and somebody could take a picture of you and post it on social media and you could be embarrassed by that. It could be unflattering. And unless you know it's out there, unless you actually see it and it goes viral, you really can't do anything about it. And in the case that it does go viral, certainly you can sue and you can get a lot of money but somebody's probably got that screenshotted or screenshot and they could just put it out there again. So it never ends. It just, we have sold our soul and I hope we're all okay with it. I'm, I guess I am. I'm not, I'm more worried about my kids than I am me. I'm more worried about my wife than I am me. Cause I don't really want people taking pictures of them without permission because they didn't ask to be in the spotlight, but just by simply putting a profile on Facebook, all that was given up. And if we can live with that, then okay, <laughs> that's fine. You, and whether we can or not, I guess it really doesn't matter because things are going to be put out there to embarrass us. People are going to say things about us that are mean and... I don't know if it's even a case of that you've got to learn how to have thick skin other than you've got to realize that hopefully the news cycle, which today is about 24 hours, just comes and goes. And whatever little news cycle you're a part of, whether it's on a mass scale or whether it's on a small scale, just comes and goes and people get preoccupied with other stuff. That's how we have to live our lives. We always said that whole thing about 15 minutes of fame. 
Well, welcome to it because everybody's got a shot at 15 minutes of fame now like they've never had in the world. And this is only the tip of the iceberg. I have no idea what's coming down the road 20, 30 years from now, but this is not going away at all, ever. It never goes away. It'll only get bigger and, I don't know, probably scarier as things go on. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. That does it for me today. We'll be back tomorrow and until Friday when we do the weekend episode. Everybody love everybody. Good old ELE and peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.